Welcome to the Hey Pastor Podcast, the show where two firefighters, one who is also an author and the other is a pastor, tackle the hard questions Christians have while answering them in a scripturally sound way that actually makes sense. So sit back, relax, and enjoy this episode of Hey Pastor with your hosts, author Jason Sautel and pastor Joshua Putnam. Hey Pastor Joshua, how are you doing this morning? Is it okay to say I'm a little jealous? <laughs> Why would you be jealous? <laughs> well, uh, the listeners, it makes no difference to them, but I happen to know that uh, I'm in cold, dreary Michigan, and you, you're not just in California right now. You're in sunny Southern California right now. Yes, I am. I'm actually on a uh, little business trip, ministry trip, and I uh, was able to combine it into some family fun time too by taking the kids and dropping them off over at uh, Disneyland and catching up with them and stuff. So it's been really good. And yes, the weather has been gorgeous, been about 74 and sunny here. And yes, I have been to the beach and have been hanging out with some friends. So um, I do apologize for anyone in the cold that is listening to this. <laughs> well, one hey, of these pastor, days. Hey, Pastor, stop, one, covet, stop coveting, okay? <laughs> one of these days I'll get there. For some reason, that's kind of on my bucket list. I know that probably when I get there, I'm going to be like, why did I come all the way out here for this? But Yeah, uh, then we'll once you'll see, see the prices, the then you'll, uh, you'll yeah. immediately want to head back, okay? Um, yeah. Hey, anyways, uh, driving down here, I wanted to talk about something with you that's been on my heart, and it's gas prices. No, I'm just joking. <laughs> <laughs> That'll be a whole different topic. No, something hey, I've been kind of. Hey, can I speak? Let me speak to that. Let me speak Do to that because I saw something great today. Um, to the point of, and I've I've seen the picture floating around before. This this Ukrainian father uh, hugging his, and I believe the, I believe they said the girl was eight, which I have an eight year old girl mm-hmm. hugging this little girl, sending her away while he stayed to defend his country. And they basically just said, "Look, we can complain about gas prices." Well, let's keep things in perspective. And I thought that was really good. Wow. Once again, Pastor Joshua shoots Jason in the heart, (laughs) rightfully so, because here I am sitting in Southern California, bragging, 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 and complaining. And now I'm back. No, seriously, you know, in my heart, just so people are clear, I hurt. I truly hurt when I see, I feel. And I actually, you know, jokingly, when I joke about that, I'm trying to say, ha ha, because we're all kind of stressed out. But my heart hurts just for anyone who is suffering, anyone who's in pain, and that's here and abroad or anywhere and stuff. So seriously, thank you for uh, bringing that around because, uh, you know, there's a lot of stuff out there that we do see on the internet and it's really about I and me centered as opposed to, hey, let's look at the big picture of what's going on. So I appreciated that. Well, and I think the Lord constantly reminds us it's not about I and me, right? And when we start to live that perspective, then uh, it changes everything. Right. No, I like it. Well, speaking of that, something that's truly been on my heart lately, and as you know, as a friend, it's been a theme of mine lately because it just bugs me so much, (laughs) is the cancel culture. And when I talk about cancel culture, I'm talking about within the church, without the Mm. church. I'm talking about, Mm -hmm. obviously, people who are not Christians don't understand us, and they have a different view than us. So they want to cancel us out because they're not looking at things the way we are. But let's be honest within the church, we also cancel people in a sinful way. And I just wanted to kind of hit this and make that our topic of discussion today. All right. Well, (laughs) you're bringing the fastballs today, Jason. I mean, man, that's, well, yeah. And I think you kind of started to hit it. There's there's kind of three different ways that we would want to think about this before we really Mm -hmm. dive into it. Uh, for one thing, uh, you mentioned the world, the un, our, our un, the unsaved people around us, and uh, and and how we deal with them in in cancel culture. How do we deal with other Christians? And then we won't spend a lot of time on it. But there is something that Christians are commanded to cancel. You know mm. what that is Jason or uh, someone. Well, I'd say um, probably the false teachers out there. Yes. The, yeah, the, there is the no place. Well, that, <laughs> that's, and that's it. That's where we, you know, so what I what I want people to hear is that we're not saying we're putting up with false teaching. Okay, right. that's that's not true. But, um, and even we're told 
to throw out the false teachers from the church, that kind of thing. But what we've got to be careful really is that we're not canceling people. You know, we, right. we constantly have to, we just can't do that. And, and I guess we, you know, to talk about that and why I, I was thinking, so as we think about cancel culture and I feel like there's, there's a lot of Christians that really kind of push back against that. And, and we should, we, that mm-hmm. bothers us, I think for the most part. Um, and we'll talk about it in a little bit. I, I want to challenge people. I think we do it and we don't even realize we're doing it. Right. Um, well, there's, there's what you're going off to is so the careful side, if someone is preaching false doctrine, I mean, straight up blasphemy, right. straight up wrong. And they're placed in a position where people are listening to them and learning from them. A lot of damage can be done eternally. If you really right. think about it, right? Because people, what are they saying yes to? There's only one gospel, the one true gospel. Anything else you're saying yes to is you're saying yes to nothing. So I agree with you that there's so much false teaching out there that we have to put a stop to it. But one thing I will push back on just a wee bit is in the church, sometimes people make a mistake or get something wrong. And where I'll go with on this is I've looked at some of my old writings and the message (laughs) I was trying to get across didn't come out. My doctrine is solid, but I did a little slip up. And all of a sudden, just like a full on, I'm talking about a real rebuke, a real, we're going to come. It's like, whoa, slow down just a little, you know, couldn't you just come at me and say, instead of saying, if you should have changed to of, I'm like, wait a second, you know, you didn't hear anything about me there. So, so what, like the other day I wrote something and someone came at me and they didn't like my version that I was going with because they said, um, the savior will be returning or something like that. And he didn't like it because this didn't say the only savior would be returning. So therefore oh, I opened it up to other saviors. Ah, I'm like, ah, bro, really? Yeah, there's, there's a nit. The people can be a little nitpicky too. Right. right. But yeah, we right. have to be so. And, and again, scripture is clear. We, we've, we cannot, you know, we can't put up with false teaching. You said, man, I look back at my writings and I, there's things where I'm like, Oh, did I actually write that? Try, try doing that with your sermons that you preach to people. Because right. it's it at the time I did not see I was preaching false doctrine, I, and not that it was like false doctrine, but I've grown now, and I say, well, right. that way of thinking was not was not right. Right, we talked about it with you. I mean, you you look at you look if you were to go back on your Facebook page, right, mm-hmm. it, everything looks different. I commented to my wife last night on your last post, and I said, you know, this is a different Jason than the Jason when I first met him mm-hmm. because you're growing. It doesn't mean that, you know, you were intentionally leading people right. astray. We have to be careful and understand what a false teacher is right. and realize that they're intentionally leading people astray. That's when we really have to to be careful. Right. And, and it can be dangerous too, because if we come at someone heavy handed, now you're making it look like I'm going to now be a 30 year veteran my first six hours in and I'll fall back into the fire department stuff, which I often do. When I went to my first house fire, I had just left the academy. Oh, I was trained up, man. I knew how to stay low. I knew how to flow water. I knew how to flake out the hose. I knew how to do all that stuff, but I wasn't experienced. And so even though the fire went out and I did everything properly, I look over at the other guys when they were on the nozzle and their hose was just flaking out. They're knocking out the kinks. They were able to put their mask and their gloves on just smoothly. And when we got back to the firehouse, I felt like a bumbling idiot, right? Because Mm -hmm. I was like, man, look at you guys, how smooth you were and how you were able to handle it. And they said, kid, that is experience. Well, what I'm (laughs) learning now is the same thing as we're learning. I'm becoming more experienced in it. And I look back upon it and anything, of course, if I was totally wrong, and as you know, I have elders and pastors overseeing stuff I do, I would change it, delete it, fix it, edit it, whatever needs to be done. But part of me, I like going back and looking at it because I actually see my growth in there. And Mm -hmm. if something was a little bit off, I know for a fact God is fixing it, or I'm now going to talk about it in a different way. You know, so, so that's, you know, when I could be canceled 100% and I know I've been canceled many, many places, but to be able to have people give me grace as I'm growing and work with me has been a, it's been a real blessing. Well, I think you hit it. And what bothers me about cancel culture, whether it's 
towards unsaved people, Christians, doesn't matter. We have taken away every opportunity for grace. We've taken every opportunity away for a second chance, and we've forgotten that we've had way more than two chances. You know, right. you, you, think about all the stuff we've done. God gives us chances. Other people give us chances. I, I use this illustration. When I'm driving down the road and somebody cuts me off, man, I'm furious. Why? Pay attention mm. to what you're doing. Right. And and don't be, you, you must be the worst driver. And then I do it to somebody. I'm like, sorry, like, I, you know, I, because we make mistakes. And mm. we realize, then I realize, oh, I probably should have cut that other guy some slack and I canceled right. him. Right. So, right. It, but it's that way in life. Like, when we make a mistake, we think, well, come on, get, cut me a little slack, give me some grace. But mm. when other people make that mistake, and I think it's really compounded because we live in such a, social media type of a time because mm -hmm. something happens. I just heard now something has happened in a church, a large church, and it's already out there and people are already making judgments. Well, mm -hmm. mistakes happen, happen. We're all humans. Mm -hmm. And maybe this was intentional. And if this was intentional, it's not acceptable. But if it right. was a, a genuine mistake, I have no idea. I don't know those people. So I really don't have any room to cancel them because of it. Right. You know, when I make a mistake in, in my church, I don't want to be canceled because of it. I want right. some grace. Right. Well, the way, the way I see it too is 100% there are disqualifications, right? Let, let's be honest. Okay. Oh, because absolutely. You, I mean, not just to the standards of society, God has put you in a position right. and you're held this higher standard. So once again, let's break it back down into the firefighting thing. I tell my children who want to be firefighters, one who has become one, our oldest uh, adopted son, he's become a fireman. And I told him early on, you are going to be held to a higher standard. What mm -hmm. do you mean? I said, think of it like this. And, and he's never done this, but I gave an example. I said, so if you're working at a job over here and you happen to get a DUI, no one's killed, no one's injured, but you get a DUI and you made this stupid mistake that could have killed people. Guess what? You don't lose your job over here. But when you are someone over here who's been placed in a position to take care of people, to respond to them, to, to yep. take care of their needs as a firefighter. And all of a sudden now you get a DUI, you're being held to a different standard because yep. you've been given a higher level of responsibility. So you're going to get fired. So quote, you are being canceled out, but that's a disqualification but, as but opposed not, to cancellation. Number one, you canceled yourself because you right. knew that. Right. And second of all, consequences for being held to high standards is totally different than being canceled. Canceling him would be saying he got a DUI. I'm never, I'm not associating with that guy. I'm never right. giving him a job, right? It doesn't right. matter if it's a, a job at a, a different job. I'm never mm -hmm. giving him a job. That's canceling, right? He, right. There's you're, you're exactly right. As a pastor, I'm held to a higher standard for sure. And, and if I make the choice to do something that disqualifies me from being a pastor, then I've put that on myself and I have to live with those consequences. Right. That well, doesn't mean God will never use me later, though. Right. And now, now let's break it down to a more simplistic thing. And I'm not throwing out anything out there about you and your lovely wife, Amy. But let's talk about I am pretty much sure, because you're a man as I'm a man, that you have made mistakes that have maybe have caused an argument. And you probably tried to justify it. And I'm talking on the simplest level, you know, nothing major. And maybe there, there was an argument back and forth. But then it gets worked out. Guess what? That's not something to disqualify for because you're a human. You make mistakes <laughs> right, and everything. You know right. what I mean? Now, guess what? I could give you a million reasons when Christy slapped me and people say she slapped me. I'm like, yeah, and it hurt really, really bad. And I deserved it because I was wrong. You know, right. now that that's a correction, if you will. It wasn't a disqualification, <laughs> you know, talking to the level of, you know, what God wants you right. to do and how he wants you to carry yourself and handle yourself as you are leading your folks. So, so I want people to understand that, you know, it, it, Pastor Josh was no better than anyone else and he makes mistakes and we all Absolutely. make mistakes and arguments yeah. happen. And, you know, there's even times you and I continuously disagree on things, but they're not major, you know, and stuff. And you might think it's a mistake. I might think, well, you're not in the right on that either. But we're talking to the egregious levels, the horrible right. things, you know, it, that yeah. we kill up. But let me kind of go down this too of a Christian who 
falls back on our Bible as being the truth, canceling out someone who is not a Christian that doesn't see my Bible as a truth because their, Mm. quote, doctrines of life don't line up with mine. And I'll give you an example. I have some friends who aren't Christians. A few of them are gay. They're in that culture. Mm -hmm. Now, when I go and I immediately try to rebuke them and tell them this isn't what God wants for them, now I'm eliciting anger in them Mm -hmm. because I'm canceling out what I'm saying God says isn't right, but they don't take that as their truth. So how as a Christian do we deal with folks that are not Christians, but their quote doctrines in life are way different than what we believe to be the truth or what we know is the truth. Here's the sad part. I promise you, you just caused yourself several angry messages after this podcast because you Mm -hmm. said you have gay friends. Mm-hmm. Because what have we done? We canceled that because we don't we don't agree with that. We don't like that, and we have we we may have our own sin that we are okay with, but that to, to us is like that's gross or that's terrible. And you're going to get people saying, "Well, Jason, how could you even be friends with them?" Right. So why are you a friend with them? Because I have to sit at the table. God put them <laughs> in my path. He put exactly. them in front of me. He Thank didn't you. put them in front of me to, 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 I can't, like you hear me say all the time, I can't change anyone, no. but I can show the love that was mm-hmm. given to me that made right. me want to change away because Absolutely. the old Jason was a wreck. Right. I try not to put it out there because I don't want people to think too bad, but think of a young fireman up to the age of 28 who had money, who, you know, it's a job that maybe young ladies look up to and stuff. And I never did anything illegal or wrong, but check it out. My life did not line up with what God wanted for me. Mm -hmm. And so what I do is I don't fall back in that, but I think about that when I'm sitting with my friends at the table, Mm -hmm. that they're like the old me that I turned away and I'm a repented center. Now I recognize that that's sin and it's not what God wanted for me. So if I now automatically just started rebuking them, I think about the times people quote rebuked me long before yeah. I was a Christian. I told them to pound sand and I mm-hmm. walked off and I didn't, I didn't want anything <laughs> to do with them. So right. there's the long version but, of yeah, what, but here's, here's the thing. So like, yeah. And that's, I, I wanted to hear from you. I knew what your answer was going to be. Um, we cancel people like that because we don't agree. We don't. And it, it frustrates me because Christ did not cancel. We, do we really realize what happened when Jesus sat with Zacchaeus, a tax collector, absolutely hated. In today's world, he would be canceled by Christians. Mm-hmm. Jesus sat with him and had lunch with him. He walked. I mean, the Jews absolutely hated Samaritans. Mm-hmm. And Jesus went through Samaria and he stopped. And not only did he talk to a Samaritan woman, but one who had a track record of, of you know, open sinfulness. Mm-hmm. But Jesus did not cancel her because she needed Christ. What we forget right. is you. I mean, you said, "Well, they don't agree with with our way of thinking. They don't agree with the Bible. Why should we ever expect them to?" Right. The, the right. Bible says that before, without Christ, we're we're blind. We don't think those things. We're enemies. We're fighting against Him. We forget that it, it seems obvious to us because. God has poured his grace on us. The Holy Spirit has, has worked in our hearts, regenerated us, and now our eyes are open. Mm-hmm. But before that, I mean, if, if you want to get canceled, I mean, we've talked about it before on this podcast, but, you know, in your book, you talk about kind of you're, you're getting on to your chaplain who was just trying to, you know, speak into your life. And if that was me, mm-hmm. I would not have canceled you, but I... You know, we we would think that if I walked away and said, well, I'm never talking to that guy again, people right. would say, oh, that's okay, Pastor. But no, you didn't even know. You had no idea that we couldn't expect anything different from you in that moment. Right. Well, be and to fall back on that story is we just returned to the firehouse from a double fatality fire, and I tried to rescue a mom and her daughter out. And not to get too graphic, they burned to death before we got there, and it crushed mm-hmm. my soul. And to have someone now all of a sudden trying to make me feel better in the time of deep pain and, and hurt that I was in 
all I recognized was he was of the religious crowd who right. I could not stand. <laughs> right. For two reasons, because I'd been preached the whole time in my mm-hmm. life. The Christians are fake. They're this, that, and the other. And I'll be honest. I also based my opinion on maybe the two or three who treated me really bad. That pastor who was in my firehouse, he did not treat me bad, but I used all of my anger and mm-hmm. hate towards him. And so you're right. I cursed. I literally cursed at that man, but because we wrote a Christian book, I didn't put it all in there. <laughs> and what's cool about that situation, because I just wanted people to see the old me and, you know, how Christ changed my way of thinking, changed my heart, you know, made me think uh, the way I do now was when I went off to take a shower, I did feel bad. I did feel bad for the way I treated that man. I just had no basis of why I was feeling horrible, but something deep inside of me you know, Christian or not Christian, right from wrong. Let's keep it real. We we have this, you know, what's right, what's wrong. I knew sure. I was wrong, but I had that. So when people ask me, why do I, I have gay friends or love on the gay community? Are you teaching them false doctrine? No, I'm not. I will not. I refuse to. People right. can look within me and see what I talk, what I preach, what I teach, and I am preaching sound doctrine. And if you really want to go over propitiation, all this stuff, we can. And stuff, but I'm not here to do that. So when I'm with them, what am I supposed to do? Show them the love that I was given yes. while standing firm in my faith and not changing any of my beliefs or my actions because of the crowd I'm hanging out with. Just because you disagree with someone doesn't mean there has to be hate involved. Right, right. No, I, I like that. I think we've, we've come to that point, though, where because we disagree, we just can't handle being around somebody. And, right. uh, and, and like in that situation, you can disagree with them and still love them and care for them. And, and they might even know that you disagree with them. In mm-hmm. fact, that might be one of the most powerful things for them to understand. Well, Jason is not okay with my lifestyle, but he's he doesn't let that inter, you know, that he doesn't let that change our relationship. He, he's still right. there for me. And they're going to start going, I, I don't even know why he's doing this. Like, and yeah, well, that's where the, the love of Christ shines even brighter. Well, it's like, you know, something that you've truly worked on. I know you've prayed on and you've gone over with me is even on my political views, they haven't changed. They have not changed whatsoever. <laughs> am I still angry at Democrats? Oh yeah, I am. No, I'm just kidding. But but what where I'm going with this is if I now get angry about gas prices and I find the reason why it's all wrong, then all of a sudden that's all I just go and start beating someone on. Oh, They're yeah. not going to hear the gospel coming out of me. Right now, can we have great conversations? Yes. Can I say? Well, I disagree. Well, saying it in a nice way is now showing them the love I have for them, but I'm still standing over here like, no, I don't agree with you fully on that. But let's move on to something that's more more important, which is eternity, right? (laughs) You know, and and I think as Christians, that's what we got to think about. Because when we have these cancel culture conversations, sometimes we cancel someone out, we're canceling our chance at talking to someone about their eternity. That's what bothers me the most. Now you're getting to why this this topic it gives me some passion. That's why I get a, get wound up about this topic because that's exactly what's happening. You and I as Christians need to intentionally build bridges for redemptive reasons, not just build bridges to, to have peace or so kumbaya and we can all get mm-hmm. along, but we're building bridges specifically and intentionally for redemptive purposes rather than burning bridges that, that, that just hurts our are any right. any opportunity i think about let's let's go back to your book again a story that that makes any christian upset when they when they read it and and you think about when you went to church that day for the mm. first time you're like i'm going to church and there was there was some people who told you you couldn't come into church mm-hmm. effectively canceled you because you didn't match up to whatever they they thought you should and and we i'm not going to get into sovereignty of god all that we mm-hmm. we get that but but mm-hmm. what if you never went back to church again? What if you, what if Christy didn't come into your life? What if, right. you know, and maybe that was the day. Now, again, I'm, <laughs> we, no, that's I, a whole other conversation. Oh, yeah, we no, really we can talk about, yeah, you know, because we'll, we'll even go on the, do- you know, I, I don't believe in free will, one, but I believe in will. I do have choices, right? You know, obviously, you know, so. Uh, there's a bunch again, more messages you're going to get, Jason. Right, I'm glad so I don't get all those messages. Yeah, I'm I just sorry, get there, but, what, yeah, what I've learned from that. 
is they shut my ears down to wanting to hear the love of Jesus, and it made it much easier, and they amplified the noise of this fallen world, right? right? So they made me go, okay, I'm seeing all these happy, smiley people going to church who are dressed very nice. I walk in looking like a surfer, and because I wasn't dressed mm-hmm. to the standards of this church, I was turned away. Well, what happened was that made an anger wake up and get even right. louder. I mean, it justified all the lies of this world that I'd been told. And as a Christian, we should not justify the lies of this world. We should debunk the lies of the world yes. by showing people the love that Jesus has through us, backed up by the Holy Scriptures. Right. Right. Essentially, what that what happened then were those people those people missed the opportunity of the blessing of seeing you come to Christ. Right. Because because they had these these preconceived notions. And we never, never, I say this all the time in my church, and it's it's encouraging to me when I hear my people repeat it back and say, Pastor, you always tell me this. And we said it again, but read Romans three. Romans three describes what what the what the world is, what the unsaved person is. And we can never, ever expect them to agree with us. We can never expect them to make the right choices. We can never expect them to understand the right choices right. because they are of the world. We just, mm-hmm. we, so therefore, we better get a little bit of thick skin as Christians and be ready to embrace that, that person who doesn't match up with what we think mm-hmm. they should be. Right. And be, because ultimately, it, so so I make you change your mind and you, you know, say in this instance, I make you change your mind and now you dress different for whatever reason, you know, mm-hmm. and now you look more like you should for my church. Mm-hmm. But what did I fix? Nothing because right. you're still right. lost. Let's, right. let's go to the heart of the matter. Let's realize that they're acting like that. They're saying those things. They're doing those things because they don't know Christ. And I'm put here on this world to bring, to be a light and to bring the gospel, the good news of the gospel to them. And I'm never going to do that if I cancel them. Right. No, I'm in agreement. And you know, when it comes to reading the Bible and going through it, I really try to understand the message God is giving us, not me. You know, I I make clear that what is the message God is giving us? Then how can I live it out? You know, with all my unique abilities and stuff that he's personally given me and other people, you know? So I just want to be clear that I never take myself and put myself like, Oh, I'm David, you know, and that's Goliath or something. (laughs) What is the message? We've got all kinds of podcast topics. We're throwing out here, man. We could have those for days. One of those that I wanted to go with though, is when I was quote cast out of that church, not allowed to come in this morning, as I was prepping for this podcast on canceling, I actually went back and started reading about Stephen when he was stoned. Right. So Mm -hmm. Stephen was given this, amazing. I mean, he just gave a a sermon, if you will, and threw out there the truths and and he cited the Old Testament and he just brought the truth in a way that the religious crowd couldn't hear or understand Mm -hmm. because they had not yet accepted Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior, right? So so they were, they, they, and, and what I get out of this is, and as they were stoning Stephen, And I'm sorry, I'm in uh, Acts chapter 7. I'm starting over in verse 59, so it's pretty far down here. But And as they were stoning Stephen, he called out, Lord Jesus, receive my spirit. And falling to his knees, he cried out with a loud voice, Lord, do not hold this sin against them. And when he had said this, he fell asleep. So he's killed. They killed him. They killed him. And in the process of killing him, here he is saying, they don't get it. They don't understand it. They're killing me because they think they're in the right to kill me, but their eyes are still closed because who was there? It was the apostle Paul who was Saul at the time, right? And his eyes had not been opened up by Jesus yet. He had not come to faith yet. And so they canceled out Stephen. And so I'm not trying to say I'm Stephen. I'm not trying to say her, but when those guys quote, cast me out of the church, imagine where I am now that I'm being able to talk to thousands of people and tell my experience and stuff. Imagine if what they did to me would have made me just turn away. Imagine all the people I would not have been able to connect with anymore. 
you know, and, and again, not trying to bring the parallel, but just to something that I was thinking about this morning. Well, let's, let's dig into this for a minute, Jason. So first of all, let's, let's bring the story of Steven into our time. Mm-hmm. And, and I want everybody that's listening, I want you to really think about this. What would you have done? What, what would we have seen today if that would have happened? Because I promise you what we would have seen is all over Facebook, people condemning the Jews, people canceling the Jews, people mad at, well, we're not, you know, we're not going, we're not shopping at any more Jewish stores. We're not, mm-hmm. you know, you name it, we're canceling them and we're throwing them out of the, under the bus because they're, they're evil and they, they killed somebody. And I mm-hmm. get that they're evil and they killed somebody, but they don't know any different, mm-hmm. do they? Right. So first of all, let's think about that. And I mean, when we look around today and we see everything that's happening, uh, man, I tell you, I we we think about what's going on in on our political spectrum. And I'm not trying to to dive into this and dig this all up. Mm-hmm. When I see people, Christians especially, but you know, there are so many people that are making fun of our political leaders. Mm-hmm. Man, number one, that's unbiblical. So, but we're not even going to go down that road. What about the fact that maybe they need Christ? Mm-hmm. What about the, you know? Let's let's hurt for them. Let's let's break for them. You know what Paul said? Oh, by the way, the one that was holding the coats when when Stephen died, right? You know, the one who was the ringleader of all of that, <laughs> right? Right. And it, 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 so, what if what if they canceled? Let's think about this. So they cancel everybody, and Paul gets canceled out. Hmm. We have no, we have most of the New Testament is not there. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah. We got, we got the gospels and then it and stops there, but then there's the, 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 yeah. Wow. Yeah. So, I mean, there's so many opportunities to cancel things here. Um, man, I same man, I'm telling you this, this brain of mine, this COVID brain. No, it of can mine. keep going and go. No, it'll keep going. And <laughs> so like, you know, right now talking about what's going on in Ukraine, I'm hearing a lot of people talking about the Russians. Now, now yep. hear me out on this. Just like in COVID, I heard a lot of people talking about the Chinese and stuff. So yeah. I, you'll hear me say, I am not on board with their government because I know no. for a fact, not everyone there believes what their government's doing. Right. I'm not on board. If I go, you know what? Shame on Russians. No, no, and no. Okay. I will say from what I've learned, shame on this person and his elected officials or, you know, his, the government there. I don't even know if they're elected and stuff. Shame on them. But I will not take a general tone and say, shame on these people, right. you know, cancel out cultures and stuff. But you'll even see right now, I've been watching in the news that there's been a couple of people who have been canceled because they have not spoken out against their government. Well, let's talk about this. What I know about the Russian government is if you're a Russian citizen, it's probably best if you don't speak out against them. <laughs> yeah. Otherwise, you're going to end up in the gulag and I don't want to end up there. So we now put pressure on them that if you don't speak speak out against them, you're thrown, thrown out of mm-hmm. your job. I can't get well, on board with that, bro. No. And then there's, there's another side of that is I I'm seeing, uh, like there's a race car driver not too long ago, got mm-hmm. fired from his job. Why? Mm-hmm. Cause he's Russian. Well, ex- wait a minute. Who, who is he any part of what's going on over there now? If he right. is and, and he's bad, you know, then maybe that's the case, but, but why are we canceling people? But the reason they're doing that is because of the cancel culture. So in that situation, if, if you know, probably mm-hmm. a good portion of our listeners understand racing and understand that it's it's driven by sponsors. And, and mm-hmm. I can almost guarantee you that what happened was um, the sponsors were saying, we're not going to keep sponsoring you because you have this 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 driver quite possibly customers were saying, I'm not shopping there because you sponsor a Russian driver there. This cancel culture, it it's not just in one place. It's everywhere. Right. Yeah. And then we do it as Christians because we do the same thing. We say, well, I'm not okay with say target. I'm not okay with them having these multi-gender bathrooms and and all that. I'm not shopping there anymore. Okay. Mm -hmm. I don't agree with multi-gender bathrooms. But maybe I just don't take my kids in there or my family in there in the bathroom when I'm at Target. But banning Target doesn't that doesn't accomplish anything. Second of all, well, let me ask you this: how many how many places do you think uh, that you shop that are going to stand for everything you stand for? None. 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 I mean, because maybe Hobby Lobby, maybe right, everybody, right, but even, even Hobby, Hobby Lobby and Chick Fil A people get mad ass. Right. So. But let's talk about even that. Is 
we probably have the same stance on the gospel, you know, and, and I don't believe in there's closed-fisted doctrine and open-fisted doctrine. I believe that doctrine should be sound and, it, you know, you should have sound leaders that help us through this. But let's be honest, I don't line up 100% with every belief that maybe someone in my church has. And we could even go right. to talking about Sabbaths and baptisms and stuff like this and all this. But check this out. I am fully convicted to believe that Hobby Lobby and Chick-fil-A and their owners have a sound belief in the doctrine of salvation, you know, and, right. and so, so therefore I probably, if I was to sit down with one of them and go verse by verse on each thing, I'm going to see a few things different than they see. Right. You know what I mean? But overall, the ultimate thing is, all right, here we go. But we're Christians. And, and as a Christian, this is our belief. Now, if it was something way off, I'm still not canceling them like you just brought up. I'm not going to cancel them. I won't. Do. I won't cancel Target. Uh. I won't cancel these other places. Will I make personal decisions? 100%. Yeah. But I'm not going to go out there and influence because if well, I start influencing everyone else, I'm now bringing the crowds. And that's what the cancel culture is. It's bringing the Twitter crowds, the mafias off of uh, Facebook. And I'm putting my voice out there to go cancel these places. Bro, that's sinful. That's well, sinful, let's say man. we did. Let's say we actually canceled for what a company, which it cracks me up when we, when we like or boycotting this. Well, they don't care. You know, there's they just don't care if the Christians boycott them. But let's just say. For instance, that we that we boy we're, we successfully boycott a company. Now think about the the thousands of uh, employees that are out of a job because mm -hmm. we canceled their company and they had right. nothing to do with it. Just like right. you're talking about, like canceling all Russians. Well, we can't do that. How loving is that? Now I'm going to go over to my neighbor's <laughs> house that just lost their job because I boycotted their company and try to love them and share Christ with them. How's that right. going to work? Right, exactly. And that, that's what's so important to make sure that we are being very clear in a defined line of what we should turn away from, which is very sinful and not let it come into our life. Right. But understanding that this world is a messed up place and as a Christian making our way through it, we have to make decisions which best fit us. Now to flip back over to the church stuff. Yes, I have seen churches that are 100% wrong and they're even preaching a false gospel because there's only one gospel. Mm -hmm. Anything else right. is wrong. Yep. If someone was to ask me about that church, I would say, please don't go there because it's not going to be the right church and I'm going to have a discussion with them. Yep. But I have not been called to speak to the masses and point everyone there because I believe that God's going to work it out. I was not, all the people that are attending, let's take a church. And I'm not saying anywhere, let's Alabama or something. There's a church in Alabama where I'm very convicted that what they're teaching and preaching there is wrong. That's not in front of me. It's not my local church. It's not a person right. who came to me. Now, if someone from Alabama in that neighborhood hit me up and said, hey, do you think I should go to that church? I would tell them no. And I would give them that reason. And for anyone in Alabama right now, don't cancel me out because I believe that your churches are sound. I just had to use it as a, <laughs> as an example. Does that kind of make sense, Josh, where I'm going there with that? Well, it does. And I think you take that another step and say, what happens when you meet somebody from that church? Mm -hmm. How are you going to handle that? I'm going to you know, call you. I, I, there's, there's, <laughs> there's, I'm not answering any more of your phone calls. So. <laughs> You're answering that one, pal. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so because again, our temptation is to treat that person like, oh, we're we're immediately upset, like, oh, you're so dumb. Why would you go to that church? And and mm. we kind of we, we start slamming their church and putting their church down, and immediately they're done because they maybe don't see it. Now they think we think we're better than them, right? Mm -hmm. We got to do stuff with love and grace. Mm -hmm. I mean, of course I'm going to want to talk to them and of course I'm going to want to get them out of that church. Right. But, but I'm going to have to take some time to do that. I'm going to have to lovingly, carefully work through that. We've got right. to be patient with people. We've got to well, love people. I agree. And, and it falls back to the classic thing of, you know, you can't change the world, but you can help one person out to do the change. And what it falls back on to me, and this is a constant theme I've seen always popping up in our conversations, is the local church and the word local. Okay, I'm, I'm going to mm. put the local church offside. Let's talk local. 
I can talk to the people in my neighborhood face to face. I can talk to the person I'm buying coffee from face to face. I can put a message out to the masses. Okay. So therefore my messages have to be mm-hmm. very, very sound where they're coming from. And it might get people thinking, but I'll right. be honest, someone might call me an influencer and that drives me nuts. I'm like, I can't influence. Every, I I every can person inf- should be an influencer. Every right. Christian but, should but be an influencer. Personally, I'm influencing my kids and my wife and, and people are looking into my life and maybe they'll be influenced by that, you know, and, right. and is what I'm saying, am I backing it up with the way that I live my life? So yeah, I will quote influence someone or try to motivate them and hopefully, you know, my motivation influences them to turn to the Bible and get to their, their local church, right? But I truly believe who I have a positive influence on are the people God truly puts in front of me physically yes. or by a yes. phone call or a chat, yeah. you know, where we're going back and forth. What yep. are your thoughts on that? Absolutely. We've, we've talked a lot about that. I, and I'm, you know, we have this opportunity, you, you and I have this opportunity and God has blessed it. And we, and we get the opportunity to to put this out and, and thousands of people listen. And that's encouraging and that's great. Um, I have a YouTube channel and, uh, and, and God has given me an opportunity to uh, see some neat things happen through that. But what really matters to me is, and, and listeners, I'm not saying you don't matter, but the people who are right in front of me in my local church, in my community, those, those are the people that I, that I'm most excited about because those are the people that God has put inside of my sphere of influence. Right. God, God can give me a, a greater, if we call it a platform, a greater opportunity, but the people inside of my, the sphere of my influence are where I'm the most excited. You and I are going to have an opportunity here in a few weeks to do something. Really. I'm excited about the opportunity for, redemptively for the gospel. Mm. But here's the thing. I already have a, the right, per, I have this perspective of understanding that I'm going to be rubbing shoulders with people I may never see again. Mm-hmm. And, and God can use me. God can use me to plant the seed. God can mm-hmm. use me to water the seed. God might use me to harvest the seed. But what I'm going to be more concerned about is, is if I get an opportunity in any of those is where are they long-term? Where is somebody in their, is there somebody in their world that I can find to put with them? Because if I lead somebody to Christ and I walk away, mm-hmm. where are they going to be? Where, who's, who's teaching them? Right. God has designed this thing to happen in our local community. If you read the New right. Testament, all of the one and others, you have to be in a local community and that's what matters. So we get upset about what's happening around us and we want to cancel all this stuff why don't we just keep our head down? I think we just did a podcast about that, right? Keep your head down mm-hmm. and just do what's in front of you to do, Jason. Right. Just well, love well, the people around you. And that's to think about what your actions are going to be before you do that to your neighbor, to your coworkers, to whoever it is, before you start canceling people. Right. Think about what that is going to do for them. Right. No, I agree. And and to wrap wrap up the whole thing here that we're talking about cancel culture, because I mean, we, we could just go, they're not even rabbit holes. We could just spend so much time on oh, this. Yeah. But, but what I want to kind of hit here before we log off and move on with our day is, could you talk to us about what the cancel culture is doing in a negative way? What is it taking away if we cancel someone, what are, what, what's something that it takes away from the people that are put in front of us if we don't like what they're doing. And so we just cancel them 100% because I don't want to come at a view of if people are canceling us Christians, well, first off, you can't cancel what Christ has given me. You don't have to listen to it, but what damage is being done if uh, us as Christians cancel out a culture well, I, and we become the cancel culture? I think we talked about it. You and I have no, we, we shouldn't be canceling people because we're here to reach lost people. We are here to, to share the gospel and the love of Christ with people who don't know any better. And when we cancel them, we're, we don't have an opportunity then to do that. I think we forget as Christians who we were before we were saved. We forget what we were like, and we, and we, we forget that Christ had every right to cancel us. Right. Wow. So, you no, know, so Romans, good. Romans 6, 23, the wages of sin is death. My sinfulness, what, what, what I have every right to have is eternal separation from God. Mm-hmm. Death. I didn't deserve anything else. 
Um, Romans five, seven, and eight, and this is this is where I kind of want to land the plane, Jason, and and mm-hmm. and we're going to leave people with this one to think about. Romans five, seven, and eight: For one will scarcely die for a righteous person, though perhaps for a good person one would even dare to die. Mm-hmm. So when we think about that verse, let's tie this back. You know, on the fire service, you're you're there. You understand that. There are guys that I trust with my life, but if something happens to them, I'm I'm giving everything for them. Like mm-hmm. I, that's my responsibility as a firefighter. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, what do, what do we always say? We're you know willing to die, but trained not to. You mm-hmm. know, we we recognize that's part of it. And those are those are people that we would say that they're they're good people, right? They're mm-hmm. they're and, and understanding where where I'm coming from there, but they're people that I would because we like them, right? We love right. them. They're our brothers. Right. But in verse 8, it says, but God chose his love for us and that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Mm. Now, Jason, I, I want you to wrap your mind around something. And, and, and I know you and I have talked about this, so, so maybe for the listeners, wrap your mind around what the Bible actually says about people who are, who are sinners and enemies of Christ. They're actively warring, fighting against Christ. Now, we struggle with that because we think, you know, before we were saved, maybe I didn't hate God or... God was mm-hmm. okay. That's not how it is, right? Mm-hmm. That's that's the spin we've put on it. The Bible clearly says that if you are without Christ, if mm-hmm. you're unsaved, you are actively, fully fighting against God. So mm-hmm. let's we are putting ourselves in a position that if that was happening happening to us, we would cancel them because all they're right. doing is coming at us like they're just trying to destroy us, and and that's what we were. We were trying to destroy God. Mm-hmm. Now this is something that really hit me as I was preaching through Romans a few years back. Uh, to begin to understand, it's one thing for me to die, to put my life on the line for my family, for a brother. Mm-hmm. And if I did that, I would probably be held up as a hero, right? We, we see mm-hmm. that all the time. If somebody gives their life, a soldier gives their life for another, they get the Medal of Honor sometimes. But you, you get my point. Mm-hmm. Here's what we would think would be crazy, though. If, if the opportunity arose for me to give my life, let's say for ISIS, Mm-hmm. Here's one that might that would touch touch what what if I what if it was either me or Pu- of Putin and I and I put my life on the line for him. Mm. You would think I'm ridiculous, right? You would mm-hmm. think I am crazy because because we want him dead. Mm-hmm. But what what Romans 5:8 says is well, I was that person actively warring against God. He died for me. Right. He didn't cancel me. Right. He died for me. Right. Yeah. Here we are canceling people. We're we're putting it. We're we're canceling people. We're not even thinking about when was the last time when we thought, boy, I wish somebody would just go off that guy over there in Russia. When was the last time we thought? But when that happens, he's right. going to spend an eternity. You know, he's eternity separating God forever. And you say, well, he deserves it. I deserved it. All you deserved, deserved it. And what's what's so beautiful as we tie this together is the author of Romans <laughs> was the ultimate canceler <laughs> back in the day, right? Yeah. So who now, now look who God chose yeah. to breathe out that Holy scripture through was the ultimate canceler back in his day who now wrote this after he became new in Christ. Okay. That's what I love about that. It ties it together that, you know, right. that could be hard words for our listeners here. Like, hold on, Josh is talking about Putin or ISIS or all this, but we're talking about Saul, who was the ultimate persecutor of Christian men, women, and children, right? Well, let's, it, and it, let's it, understand it, when we it, say persecution, he was killing Christians. Killing them. He, he was, was trying them. to destroy the church. Right. And it, but, but faithfully, God used him. And look at that. I, I'm telling you, the Apostle Paul, because of God, you know, the sovereignty thing, we'll talk about that another time, but God used him to change generations, to fi- truly fix, meaning Jesus fix them, but by him correcting them, him, them reading their word and, and including you and I, after we're saved, that we're continuously going to the word. I mean, God can use anyone. And so therefore Jesus died for Saul. He died for Jason. He mm-hmm. died for you. He died for Putin. And I want to be clear to our listeners that if the ones who are still alive do not put their faith in Christ and what he did for us on the cross of Calvary, no, they're not going to heaven. But Jesus still died for them to give them that opportunity. Correct? Right. Yeah. Wow. Good. So stuff. let's 
Oh, no, no, go ahead. I'm not going to let you. Hey, what I'm going to let you do, Pastor Joshua, is finish up here with your last point and then <laughs> take us on take out us because out. Right. I got to cancel you and get on to my next meeting. <laughs> yeah, all right. I'm, I'm good with that. So so here's, here's where I want to land this. We talked about Paul, right? Mm. And when Paul came to Christ, the church very understandably was scared of him. He was trying to kill them. And now all of a sudden, here's this guy that shows up. Imagine if somebody was trying to kill you, and then he shows up in your church service one Sunday, and he's just sitting there. Of course, you're going to think you're all going to die. Mm-hmm. And so even after he came to Christ, the church was, was trying to cancel him. They were scared. Right. They didn't understand. But there was one man, Barnabas. We mm-hmm. forget a lot about Barnabas. Barnabas by God's grace, came alongside of Paul. He did not cancel him. Mm. And he taught him. He pulled him into ministry. And we we hold Paul up all the time as being this great man. And we often forget about the man who did not cancel him. Right. And, and think about that. Think about it. Maybe that person you're trying to cancel, that person that's driving you crazy, you just want him out of your life, you don't agree with them. Maybe you're Barnabas. He's Paul. I just did what you uh, said not to do, right? Not put your don't right. don't draw parallels and put yourself. No, in that no, place. no. But the, seriously, the maybe that's the yeah. maybe that's the the position God has us. Maybe you're the you're coming alongside as Barnabas, right? And and then and then that is going to be the guy who changes the world around you. And even if you just changed him, you're still a part of that. Right. Well, that's so good. Hey, that, no, <laughs> seriously, I want. Let's just do another podcast and continue on with Paul's ministry, huh? So, no, wait, Pastor oh, Joshua, thank you good so stuff. much for that, man. That is so awesome, bro. Yeah. Well, hey, I I really hope this encourages you guys and challenges. I have been challenged with this. If you can hear it in my voice, it's really I, something I have been challenged with. And read through Acts if you're listening. Read, but don't just read. Really study with an open heart and see how all interacted with people and what he did and and even the story of Stephen and Paul. And you'll begin to understand why this is so important that we don't cancel people. And I trust we've challenged you today. And again, as we're probably going to say in every podcast, I trust that you have also understood again, the importance of finding a local church, being in the local church regularly so that you can be encouraged so that you can learn and grow. And we want you to do that. Thanks for listening. As always, you guys encourage us when you listen. Let us know how this podcast encouraged you. And if you know somebody that it's going to challenge or encourage, please, please share this with them. I'm going to say it too. Jump over, get off Facebook, jump over to Apple or Google or any place. We are on all the major podcasts. Start listening to us there. Uh, That's going to be better for you in the long run. But either way, we're glad that you're listening. And you can find Jason at Jesus is All All We Need by Jason Sautel on Facebook. And you can find me on Facebook at Thinking Out Loud with PJ. We'll talk to you guys next week.